For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Vic Baker, a Regents Professor of Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences at the University of Arizona, to talk about megafloods. Welcome, Vic. Glad to be here. So first, what is a megaflood? Well, obviously, a megaflood is a very big flood. Um, there's several ways in which we can talk about it. A, a technical definition is that it is a flow of fresh water on the land that exceeds a million cubic meters per second. But a little less technical would be to say it's a flow of fresh water that has a discharge, that's a flux of water, that is about the same as some ocean currents. Perhaps the best known example on Earth is the area in Washington state known as the Channel Scablands. How, how did that form? Well, the Channel Scabland, there's a long history of argument over how it formed, but ultimately uh, it has been uh, resolved that a major cause was an ice-dammed lake that formed in northern Idaho and western Montana called Glacial Lake Missoula. It was a lake that was 800 meters deep at the ice dam. So when the dam failed, it basically resulted in a wall of water 800 meters high. And the lake held 2,500 cubic kilometers of water. How do you recognize the, the signs that this was actually a flood rather than something else? Well, there's an incredible amount of, uh, of evidence. Uh, when, when something this catastrophic happens, it leaves many different indicators. Giant boulders that were transported. Uh, the largest one that we know was moved uh, was about 20 meters long. And the uh, our bedrock was eroded. So uh, this, this is basalt bedrock, a very dense, hard rock. It was eroded by plucking action. The pressure fluctuations in the flows acted like a, a vacuum cleaner, essentially. The low pressure sucked up blocks of rock. And as I said, as big as 20 meters, uh, most of them smaller than that. And uh, it left uh, deposits. It left erosion. And they all fit in a pattern that makes physical sense. Uh, so it, it, there are no laws of physics uh, that are uh, broken by this. In fact, the physics uh, proves that the flow had to be of the size that I just described. In the last year or two, there have been suggestions that the English Channel was carved by a mega flood that cut off Britain from Europe. I've heard it called Brexit 1.0. Does that seem like a likely scenario to you? Yeah, I know it very well. I, the idea had been around a while. There was a paper from the 1980s that made the suggestion. Uh, the features that uh, are, show up in the bathymetry of the floor of the English Channel had been secret because, uh, obviously, in the Cold War time, the uh, inner channels and things would have been places that the Russians would want to know about. Uh, and so it was released eventually, and uh, the not going into details, the kind of features there are very similar to what we see in the Channel Scabland. So th these are diagnostic for big catastrophic floods. Is this the sort of thing that might occur again in the future? Or there, the Lake Missoula was uh, related to the ice ages, but is that required for this to happen? That's certainly a, a thing that sets it up. There will be a next ice age, so these will happen. They just won't happen on a, a time scale that you and I need to worry about. As far as we know, no mega flood has occurred in recent human history. 
The one close candidate was a Icelandic Jokulalp. These are the giant floods that come out from underneath Icelandic glaciers when a volcano erupts under them. There was one about 1900 from uh, Katla volcano, and that may have been close to a megaflood, but it was not in any populated area. There undoubtedly were many during the period of human evolution. So our ancient ancestors in Asia, in Europe, and in North America, if they were there that early, would have experienced mega floods. And if they survived, that would have been an important uh, part of their uh, culture. And uh, it's not beyond question that many of the flood myths that are part of human societies may have a basis in the giant floods that occurred at the end of the last ice age. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.